Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutrell. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship, and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Game Changer podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am your host. And on the line, we have a wonderful guest coming all of the way from Australia. I believe Sydney, Australia. I'll double check that when he jumps on here in a second. But his name is Dr. Greg Schreuer, and we ran across each other, I believe, on Instagram. And I looked up his work and what he does and instantly knew he had to be on this show. I'm going to read you some excerpts from what he's doing and what he stands for. And I think you will agree that literally our mission is one in the same. He is a renowned empowerment coach and human behavioral specialist who works with people to enable them to break through obstacles and find their true north. Imagine inner North star. It's all the same thing. Greg's philosophy is simple. If you do what you love and love what you do, you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. Now, this is a direct quote here from him. Everyone has the potential to shine. One of the greatest challenges is stepping beyond one's own limitations, beliefs, and ideas around the way life should be instead of creating the life that not only moves them, but others as well. I have a vision to inspire people to pursue what their heart calls them to do and not allow the beliefs, projections, and opinions of others dictate what they choose to do, be, or have for themselves. I love this. It truly does represent the reason I started this podcast. The, the name uh, Inner North Star comes from this, this exact same premise of finding your own true inner North uh, Star that you can follow regardless of any other popular opinion or belief that may be holding you back. So with that, Dr. Greg, what should everybody know about you outside of you are in Sydney, Australia, which I believe, are you guys coming into summer right now? We're opposite seasons, correct? Yeah, that's correct. We're literally uh, probably about two or three weeks from summer officially beginning. Awesome. Okay. Well, welcome. It's uh, seven o'clock here in California. Is it uh, on a Thursday? And it's about, is it about four o'clock on Friday for you? No, a little bit earlier. It's two o'clock on Friday. Two o'clock on Friday. Always so fascinating how things are in different time zones. So tell us how in the world did you get into the work that you're doing? Was this something as a child you knew you wanted to help others in some way and, and followed a, a, a meandering path, or, or did this somehow find you? That's a good question. Um, when I was growing up, uh, I was bullied a lot as a kid, so that was probably one of my biggest challenges from a social perspective and also just from a standing in my own power perspective. Now, I, I didn't kind of recognize that or realize the implications of that probably up until about uh, probably about six years ago uh, when I started really delving deeper into, the, into those issues and figuring out why it all began. So when I was younger, though, I did have this desire to help people. I wanted to be a doctor, a medical doctor at the time. Um, and as fate would have it, it didn't kind of work out that way, which I'm quite grateful for, obviously, because I get to do uh, something that's uh, much more resonant with who I am. And um, as a result of not 
uh, getting into medicine, I went down a different a different road in the health and wellness world. So I started my career originally as a chiropractor, and uh, I think I was about four years in, uh, and I was probably in my my last year or second last year of masters. And I had this structural issue that just wasn't being fixed by anyone. And uh, a lecturer came to the university to talk about a technique that he uses in his clinic or used in his clinic uh, that was around helping people uh, get better by helping them manage their emotions. So I was quite fascinated by this. I couldn't go on the day, but I was fascinated and I decided to book in to see him. And my first session with him totally blew my mind. He used a technique uh, called NET, which stands for neuroemotional technique. It's a kinesiology uh, type technique. And the whole premise behind it at the time was, well, obviously it's still today, uh, was to uncover block patterns of behavior and emotions that potentially could be affecting uh, the human body. So I spent about six months with him just resolving this issue. And I decided to study the technique because I was really fascinated uh, fascinated about the psychology behind disease and how that could really affect people's bodies. So my career kind of started down that road. And then I landed up working with him. Um, and about four, four years in or four and a half years in, I landed up uh, being exposed to a human behavioral expert in, in the US. Some of you may know of him. Uh, his name is Dr. John Demartini. And I was just totally fascinated by what he was doing because I was in the process of exploring my own life and working through the issues around bullying that I had and kind of starting the process of stepping into my own power as a, as a person and within my professional life as well. And I kind of, I kind of tapped into, into his work and I've been basically doing that plus all the other stuff that I was doing prior to that for the last six years and realized through my own, I guess, through my own healing, that I just wanted to help people be themselves. I wanted just help. I wanted to just help people uh, stand up for who they are and to express what's inside of them, and to go and do something really incredible and really amazing with their lives, and not to hold themselves back, and not to, uh, I guess, be subject or allow themselves to be subjected to outer authorities in their life who are telling them what to do, when to do it, and how to be and how to behave and so forth. So that's basically, in a nutshell, um, the journey that I've been down and the, this, the road that I've been, been going down for the last, well, since I was a kid, I guess, but more so in the last six or seven years since I started really investigating more deeply into myself and then obviously wanting to help other people as a consequence of that. So, Dr. Greg, I want to really do a dive into your story and some of the, the points that you brought up. Now, I believe that the audience that I have uh, really does have a bit of an understanding of the you know body-mind-spirit connection. But that mm -hmm. said, for those folks out there listening, let's, let's spend time on one aspect of your story, which is connecting our physical pain or issues or anything that we have going on with our physical body and our emotional state, whether that's uh, post-traumatic stress, whether that's uh, from abuse or bullying or any number of uh, places that this can come from. But 
emotions or feelings or things that have happened to us that we have buried or locked away, uh, chosen for whatever reason to not face or deal with, how in your work and your experience in working with clients, do you see that manifest in the physical body and that only until we deal with those emotional scars, if you will, can we really physically actually heal ourselves? What is your background between that connection that you have found? So in truth, I mean, there's lots of ways that uh, emotional discord, I guess, or imbalance uh, can affect the body. Uh, the common, there are a couple of common ways um, uh, from a, I guess, from a mild perspective uh, that impact the, the physical body. So low back pain would be one of those. Headaches would be another one of those. Um, a lot of the female issues, infertility, um, and various uh, cancers, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and things like that that affects the female anatomy. There's lots of links uh, in terms of in terms of how emotions can impact the physiology in that respect. That's and it, uh, just in saying that, it's not excluding any of the other chemical and toxic and uh, physiological aspects to uh, someone's health or disease. Uh, <clears throat> but generally speaking. Uh, those are those are some of the common ones, and uh, weight-related issues are a big one as well in terms of um, how that can manifest when there's an emotional imbalance. So I, I guess I'll uh, maybe what I'll do is just focus on on one of those to kind of give you an an idea of how that would kind of play out. So emotions, for for those of you who aren't aware or, or aren't or haven't heard of this before, emotions are chemicals inside of your body um, they are processed we process emotion mentally inside of the brain but emotions are felt throughout the entire physical body from down from your baby toe all the way up to uh, the top of your head and every single cell in your body can convey emotion whether it be happiness sadness depression anxiety you name it, whatever it is can convey emotion from one cell to the next uh, this was originally discovered by a lady, her name's Candace Pert. She's a cell biologist, and she discovered something called information substances, um, which are basically the uh, emotional communicator and communication substances from one cell to the next inside of the human body. So, anytime we go through an experience in our life where we haven't been able to resolve something, where we haven't been able to sort it out or clear it out or uh, move through it, usually within the moment. We usually, developed, we usually develop a conditioned response or a limiting behavior or belief associated with that particular issue. Um, and unless we're able to resolve it in the moment, it's usually going to keep manifesting and keep happening over and over and over again until we learn how to deal with it most effectively. Now, sometimes over time, those because emotions um, are conveyed throughout the entire body, um, sometimes that can manifest through physical symptoms, which is your body's way of trying to indicate to you that there's something out of balance from an emotional perspective, from a, tox from a toxicity perspective sometimes, from a physiological perspective. But from a psychosomatic perspective, there's definitely, uh, it's definitely the body's way of indicating that something's off or something's not working quite right. So I look at weight, weight issues because that's one that I see quite significantly with a lot of people. So generally speaking, when people have a weight problem, uh, whether it's putting on weight or losing weight, I had a weight issue growing up. Um, 
I had problems putting on weight. I know lots of lots of people would be listening going, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> right. Um, I wish I could lose weight. But I had that problem when I was a kid and I couldn't put on weight. No matter how much I ate, it just went nowhere. In fact, sometimes I would lose weight. My metabolism was incredibly fast. So what can happen when we're when we perceive a threat in our experience in our experience of life, uh, we're going to handle it in one of three ways, and this is all related to your fight, flight, freeze response to threat. So the two main ways that we're going to handle a threatening situation is we're either going to flee, so we'll go into flight mode, or we'll go into freeze mode. So we won't do anything; we'll just kind of take it and stay put. The other way that we might handle a situation when we're under threat is we might fight. So we might put up our fists or use words or whatever it is to kind of deal with the situation. Now, any time a person perceives, we'll go to, let's say, extra weight, any time someone perceives that they can't handle a threat and they go into freeze mode, the body slows down. It, it doesn't go into flight, so you don't move. And you just land up receiving and taking everything that's coming at you. Now, when the body goes into freeze mode, in order for the brain to ensure the survival of, of yourself, um, blood that's usually diverted everywhere around the body or, go, or is flowing everywhere around the body gets diverted right into the center where all your vital organs are because they need to be protected. So blood goes away from your arms and legs, which are primarily used for motion, and into the center of your body. And what the body will then do, or what the brain will instruct the body to do, is to increase um, a fat layer and increase your fluid layer around uh, your vital organs because they're quite dense. Fluid and fat are quite dense. Um, and can protect you from the outside environment. So what that means is your metabolism will slow down. So when you're eating, when you're perceiving you're under threat unconsciously, you'll, in, you'll increase your weight and build this layer, this wall, this barrier, this boundary around you to protect yourself from an outside, uh, an outside threat or invader. The opposite occurs for people in a flight situation. So when people perceive that they're threatened and they go into flight mode, all the blood from the center of the body goes to the arms and the legs to enable them to run and escape. Now, the problem with that is it increases metabolism. So your metabolism gets really fast, like, like what I had when I was growing up. And what you'll always do when you feel threatened or challenged, you'll always, you'll always run, you'll always avoid, you'll never confront. The same could be said for people who freeze. They also don't uh, confront and avoid. They just internalize everything. So they stay there and just deal with it on the inside, and that, that usually eats away at them on the inside. So <clears throat> one of the main reasons why I've seen that happen with people in, uh, with regards to weight at least, because I guess we we're looking at that example, one of the main reasons is an inability to communicate in, um, in a particular situation where they perceive uh, that they're under some sort of threat. So any time... Uh, that person who's either got increased weight or, or is increasing their weight or having problems putting on weight and they're going into fight, uh, a flight or freeze mode, they, the main reason why they get into that space is because they just don't know how to communicate what they really want. They don't know how to articulate um, how to articulate themselves. They don't know how to stand up for themselves in that moment. They don't activate their vocal cords um, and their tongue which are all related to digestion and all related to metabolism. Now, well, the vocal cords are around your thyroid. That's the reason why I was mentioning metabolism. So the thyroid gets, uh, gets activated or deactivated because of the communication center is right around that area. The tongue embryologically is connected to the thyroid as well. So the tongue, which is used for communication and digestion, also is very much a part to play in that. So people usually just don't speak up. 
and they hold everything inside or they just run away and don't face the challenge that's in front of them because they don't want to say anything because they're scared that if they say something or if they defend themselves or if they speak up for themselves, they're going to get hurt. So they're going to deal with more pain than pleasure. And so they would either internalize it or run from it as a consequence. So that's kind of the best way that I can explain an example of how our emotions can affect the physiology of the body and how breaking through those patterns and helping people learn how to communicate more effectively, set boundaries, stand up for themselves, confront challenge, deal with rejection and resistance can help them physiologically start to change the way the body is functioning with assistance, sometimes with uh, supplementation, sometimes some structural work is necessary to get them on track and get them uh, the results that they're looking for. Well, I love everything that you said. And for those people that don't know Candace Pert, a couple of her probably most famous book is Molecules of Emotion. She also has Your Body is Your Subconscious, which by definition is everything you were just talking about. And Correct. And, and brilliant books uh, themselves. If someone's listening and whether it is some issue that the doctors are chasing around endlessly and they can't seem to figure it out, or it's a weight issue, or or maybe they've they've gone on some sort of drugs and medication to try to remedy uh, what this is. If somebody is thinking, okay, let me at least investigate the role that maybe emotions are playing, and let me try to figure out what what may be very deep seated in my subconscious. If somebody's hearing this right now and they're thinking, I'd I'd like to have some place to start. What would you say if, if somebody's just starting out on this journey, you know, like you had done several years ago when, when thinking about being bullied, what would be some advice where you'd say, hey, you know what, start here or go investigate this. And, and then I want you to follow it up with how people can get a hold of you if they uh, would like to work online, if they don't happen to be in uh, Australia, um, how okay. they can find you. But, but as well, some other things, whether it's a, a book or a workshop or something that you'd recommend for someone to start to get this, uh, get, on, get on a path of healing. Okay. So with regards to the, with, with regards to the body, probably one of the books that I'd recommend to start off with, um, to start that process, and I'm sure... Uh, Michelle would know this. Um, it's a book by Louise Hay called Heal Your Life. Great book. Gives you really great insight into how emotions and patterns of behavior can sometimes affect the body. Um, Louise Hay, um, a long time ago, uh, suffered from cancer, um, I believe, and went through a range of different processes and her own kind of formulations to help herself heal that. Now, that doesn't uh, mean to say that it's going to work for everybody, but uh, it's definitely a great place to start investigating how emotions can affect the physiology of the body. Uh, in terms of the psychology, how um, our perceptions can affect psychology and how that can really hold us back from making decisions and taking certain actions and obviously going down a particular road that's going to help you. Um, I guess achieve the results that you're looking for and pursue the dreams that you're that you're seeking to pursue. Another another great book would be um, again as a starting point would be a book by uh, one of my mentors, Dr. John D. Martini, um, and it's called Inspired Destiny. It's probably one of his easier reads and a good play. Uh, it's a good book to start with, and that'll kind of give you an idea of some of the human behavioral elements behind, um, I guess, the way 
we work um, and why we keep attracting certain things into our lives, why we keep manifesting certain patterns over and over again, why we can't achieve the financial successes that we want or the career successes that we want or even the health success that we're looking for, relationships and so on. Um, those are probably some really good places to start. Uh, at the end of the day, I guess it's going to be different for everyone. Uh, everyone has a different outcome and a different goal and a different intention for themselves. I think the most important thing at the end of the day is to realize that in order for you to make the changes that you want to make in your life, whatever they are, it, it comes down to you at the end of the day. So no matter what anyone tells you, no matter what a doctor says to you or a coach says to you or a psychologist or anyone says to you, at the end of the day, your journey is your own. And the path that you've taken so far has predominantly been your own too. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't been coached and taught and conditioned and so on by family and teachers and government structures and religious structures and so forth. But at the end of the day, you are a person who has free will and who has choice and who has the ability to change the situation you're in. One of the things that I've seen probably be the most effective when it comes to starting this process and obviously getting the results um, is the openness to take responsibility and accountability for where you're at. A lot of people don't really want to do that and I can, only, I can totally understand coming from my own challenges and experiences that I've been through. It's, it's not great um, taking ownership of the things that you've done or the choices that you've made that kind of got you to where you are. Um, but the, the, sooner, the sooner that we're able to take responsibility and accountability for where we've been and what we're doing and how we potentially are moving forward in our lives, the easier it is to actually make change because you're much more open and you're much more receptive. And the more open and receptive you are, the easier it is for you to take in uh, the right amount of information, to uh, engage with the best opportunities that come your way, to work alongside um, people that could potentially assist you or guide you or mentor you to what you want to achieve and where you want to go. Uh, so that really would kind of be the first step in essence is to make a commitment to yourself and to be open and receptive to uh, the fact that, yeah, at, at the end of the day you created to some degree – you're creating and cre and have created to some degree the path that you're on with assistance from other people who've taught you some very wonderful and interesting and challenging and um, difficult lessons through your life. And you can navigate away from those things or navigate through those things more so in order to achieve those outcomes. Um, in terms of what I do, um, <clears throat> so my job ultimately is to help people be the best version of who they are. And the more that I work with people to help them connect to their, their true north or their source, the easier it is for them to get much clearer and more intuitively aligned with where they want to go and what they would love to do with their lives. Because at the end of the day, we all know what that is. Whether we're consciously aware of it or not, we all know it's inside of us. But part of the reason why we can't access that is because we've been subjected to so many projections and values and beliefs and ideals and you name it, a range of different things throughout our lives that we've bought into uh, because we've been told to respect authorities throughout our entire lives. And so we become um, 
I guess, these dependents. We become, in some ways, victims of our circumstance rather than masters, rather than masters of our own destinies. So, the key for what I do is to help people break free of authority in their life and to become their own authority, where they are able to make their own choices and have their own, and they're able to freely move the way that they choose to, but at the same time also understand specifically what actions they can start they can start taking in order to change the situation that they're in. So my job is never to tell people what to do differently based on my own opinion or based on my own uh, my own personal experiences. I usually guide people and give people advice and assistance through my own experiences, but at the end of the day, the actions need to be specific to them and their life and, and their, I guess, lack of inaction at different periods and points through their, their experience. Um, so the, that's basically what I do, and that's really what I love to do to, in, in terms of helping people get the best results out of their life. And there's two ways usually that people can uh, work with me. Uh, so people who obviously live in Australia, particularly in Sydney, can work with me um, in my office in uh, Double Bay in Sydney. Uh, and the other, the other option for people who live internationally, the US, UK, wherever, wherever you guys might be, um, is either through Skype or FaceTime. So through Skype, people can always connect with me uh, using my username. I'll, I'll have to spell it out for you because it's a long surname. Um, it's G for Greg, S for Sierra, C for Charlie, H for Harry, R for Roger, E for Echo, E for Echo, uh, U, W, E for Echo, and R for Roger. If you just uh, search for me on Skype and add me um, and let me know um, that you've been listening to this podcast and you'd like to have a chat to me, you're more than welcome to do so. I offer complimentary initial consults for anyone who's never met me before and would like to know whether or not we're aligned, whether or not we can work together, whether or not I can, I can even help you. Uh, that would be a first port of call for you. Um, or if, like I said, you're in Sydney, you can contact me in Double Bay and you can either contact me uh, in my own business. I work in two locations. I work a subcontract in another business and I work in my own company. So you can either contact me on my cell phone or my mobile on 0478-018-374 or you can contact me where I subcontract on 9302-2888 um, and I can uh, work with you to get and get you on, on your path, on your journey. And can they also reach you through your website? Is there a contact there is, I yes. see it, a contact button on your website right now. Yes, so you can contact me straight through my website. I believe, I mean, I haven't had a look at my website in a couple of weeks. Um, I've been updating a few things. So uh, you can book straight through my website as well. Um, you can book to see me. Uh, it's just I just need to know where you are so I know how to connect with you and communicate with you if you're doing it that way. Um, so, yeah, those are the different options to connect in. Perfect. And all of that will be written down in show notes. So you don't have to worry about writing that down. If you're in a place to not be able to do so, that will all be listed. So as we're coming to a close there, the two things I wanted to highlight that you and I are in complete alignment with one is everything starts with being very honest and responsible for what has happened in your life, because it is the only way you're going to have any bit of power to be able to make change. 
if you don't take that responsibility and the responsibility always resides with someone else or some blame, then, uh, then you're going to expect that someone or something else is also going to be responsible for making your life change. And that just is not going to work. So I love that. And I also love your, your point. It's, I believe to the core of my soul that we all have a reason and a purpose for being here in this lifetime. And whether, you know, you started listening to other people's ideas of what you should do with your life, the reality is it's in there somewhere. And so I love the more people that are out there helping people reconnect with their true nature and who they are is fantastic. So my, in, in closing my, my final questions, I ask everybody this, and I'm certainly uh, excited to hear your answers. One is if someone's listening right now and you know, they feel in a place where maybe physically things aren't as great as they could be. And they know they have some stuff they haven't dealt with and they would like to really make change in their life. Your one single best piece of advice, somebody wants to wake up tomorrow and start a new day and, and, and get on the right path. What is the best piece of advice you have for that person? Hmm, that's a great question. I've, I, I've learned from my own experiences that being present getting present and getting in the moment is probably going to be the most effective way to, to move forward. Uh, human beings generally have this need and desire to achieve results yesterday. So they want to speed up the process, make things happen faster than they're supposed to. Um, and the problem is nature doesn't work that way. Nature goes at its own rate. There's a law or there's a number of laws that govern nature and we exist within those laws uh, because we're part of nature as well. And the human beings have this constant need and constant desire to escape their pain and escape their challenges and escape their discomforts and heal all of that so, so quickly. But what I've learned in my own life um, and working with lots of, lots of people over the, over the 10 years I've been doing this is that it's just not possible to do it that way. Uh, the most powerful way that I've seen personally and that I've experienced personally is to allow is to allow the process to unfold at um, I guess at a slower rate to give yourself time to build things one on top of each other to take one step after after the other and that doesn't mean not having goals and not setting intentions for your dreams and um, bringing your vision to life that stuff will all happen but if you, if you look at anyone on this planet who's achieved greatness, who's achieved something magnificent, um, it took time. It took planting those seeds, watching them, grow, uh, uh, watering them, making sure the sunlight got in them, and just letting, letting those seeds eventually become beautiful trees. We can't force anything to happen quicker than it's supposed to. And the sooner the sooner human beings are able to realize that, the less depressed they're going to be and the less anxious they're going to be and the more um, integrated they're going to feel on the inside, the more uh, they'll be able to access the higher centers of their mind and get lots more clarity and be more connected to their intuition. So slow things down. It's not a race. Uh, you've got plenty of time to achieve what you want. You know, you've got to think about it like this. I'm not sure if any of you have ever swum in the ocean. I'm sure most of you have who are listening. If you haven't, 
There is something called a riptide in an ocean, and I actually just wrote an article about that this week. And what happens is when, he, when a person gets stuck out in the ocean in a riptide, in a rip current, uh, their instinct kicks in and what they think of is, ah, oh, I want to get back to shore because like, I'm being pulled out. So they try and swim back to shore, which is literally going right against the current. And naturally what happens is eventually that person's going to get tired and exhausted and if no one's there to help them, they usually drown. In, and that happens quite a lot here in Australia. So there's two main ways to, to deal with a situation like this and this is synonymous with how to deal with life. And the truth is, one, you can either let go, which is very difficult for human beings to do because we think that if we let go, nothing's going to happen and it's going to turn out really badly. But, the tr but in, in that particular scenario, which exists in every other area of nature and life, the sooner you let go, the more energy you have. You preserve your life. And sure, you might be taken a little bit further out to sea, but a current will eventually end and then you can swim across the beach and swim in away from a current where you've got more energy and you've got more... Um, ability to actually get you to where you want to go. Plus, you also have more energy to put up your hand and ask for someone to help you if that's the case, if, if you can't get yourself to where you want to get to um, because you're too far out. So that's one way. Another way is to swim across the current. So instead of going against the current, to swim across it or let it take you out. So truthfully, that I would say that's probably the most powerful lesson that I've ever learned. Um, it's worked for me in more ways than I can probably tell you. It seems so counterintuitive to slow down and let go, but in all honesty, it is probably the most powerful thing that you will ever do in your life. Um, and you will more than likely avoid some of the challenges associated with mental health issues as a consequence of just changing that approach to how you do things. It will alleviate frustration, anger, you name it. A whole range of different emotions just by doing that and sure it may take you a little bit longer to get to where you want to go but if you actually think about it from this perspective you'll probably get there a lot quicker because you're going with the current rather than against the current so that would probably be my advice I, I love it and you know it was very recent for me too I just saw this uh, clip somewhere that says uh, you know every overnight success was years if not decades in the making and totally. and right and we just don't uh, we don't think of it that way so last question in closing, out of your entire life's uh, experiences, what is one thing that you absolutely believe to be true? Oh, wow, that's a big question. What do I believe to be true? That every human being on this planet has a purpose to fulfill. It's in there, deep inside of every single human being. You know, we've all gone through experiences in our lives where we didn't get what we wanted or we didn't achieve what we wanted or we were controlled or we've been through even more severe and challenging situations growing up. But all of those things created what are called voids inside of you. And those voids, those missing pieces inside, usually drive values. And those values usually dictate your purpose. They usually de define who you are and what you want to do and how you want to solve things and how you want to change uh, that situation that you experienced so that somebody else can have a different type of experience. Not that they avoid any challenge in life, but just so they can have a different way forward. So I honestly believe that every single human being um, has the potential to achieve something magnificent. It's inside of every, inside of every single one of you. 
Um, and it's just a matter of asking the right questions. The right questions will always lead to the best answers or the, the right answers for you. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's what I believe. I mean, I've seen that as evidence for me and a lot of the people that I've worked with and everyone that um, has inspired me in my life, I see that as being true for them. I mean, they started out as being lost and confused, most of them not having any clue of what they wanted to do, where they wanted to go. Some of them were dyslexic, um, had difficulty in school, and uh, I get inspired by how they were able to overcome all of those limitations and all of those challenges that they perceived that they had in front of them to tap into that part of themselves that they knew was there and then go and deliver them an amazing product or service to the world. Uh, so that's, that's, what I, that's what I know to be true. Fantastic. That was a brilliant note to end on. So truly, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the show. It means a great deal to me. Your message is one that I am thrilled my audience gets to hear. We are in complete alignment and, and everything that you said, I agree with wholeheartedly and uh, truly, I hope people jump on, jump on the website, see what he's doing. There's a lot more on, on, uh, Dr. Greg's website here on, uh, finding your purpose, uh, connecting with your divine plan, uh, awaken your individual expression of greatness, just doing phenomenal work. So please look him up, check him out. Uh, thank you again so very much for your time. I appreciate your work and I am a fantastic fan of yours. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to obviously have a chat with you and, and share what I do with your audience. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.